Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, July 27, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Let's start with the obvious and then we'll work down from there. The obvious is we have a reversal candle on our hands. It is one of our signs or signals of a trend change. Many traders, many bloggers, many vloggers, many talking heads, pundits, if you will, they'll want to assign a reason for why the market turned around today. They'll pick something out with the Fed slash the banking system. There's stuff floating around about capital requirements, stuff floating around about Bank of Japan, Europe, all that stuff. The reality is one thing. The next range that we were talking about when we discussed the reasons why off the weekly chart, 458 up to 462, 460 is a big fat round number in between. Sometimes they come up short, other times they spike them through. Today's high is 459.44. We'll get to the trades from the live room and inside the numbers later. Keep your pants on. What else have we discussed just about every day as the market continues to creep higher? A, they're eating time off the clock. The trend is your friend, but they're getting too far from what? Home base. Home base is the 20 period moving average. Guess what? All of a sudden, they're not so far from home base as they were, for example, this morning. Very simple stuff. You go back to the weekly chart. This pivot high was 457.83. We took it up to 458, and guess what? The next pivot high is 462 and change. The tweener or the midpoint of those two pivots that are both important for independent reasons. They're each important. The midpoint is what? How about a nickel short of the big fat round number of 460? If you average this high here, 457.83, 462.07, split the difference, Guess what? You come out with 459.95 plus shipping and handling. Now we don't know where the week's going to close. It closes tomorrow at 4 p.m. We don't know whether they'll turn them around on Friday into a Friday floater operation. What we have is what we have on the charts. The weekly chart perspective, they made a test of the next important pivot and they were rejected from an intraday perspective. Doesn't look the same on a weekly chart. On the weekly chart, it's just a little pullback from that pivot. Nothing more, nothing less. But keep in mind, now we look at the weekly chart and we peer over at home base and where is it? And we're again far away slash extended away from home base. The market doesn't like to let that get too far out of control. She will snap back toward home base. She will eat time off the clock, run sideways, let home base creep up the price. As you can see, home base is an upsloping moving average slash trend line. But right now, we have the weekly chart. We have the daily chart. We also have the monthly chart. We haven't looked at that one today yet. We looked at that the other day, and I made mention of something. Anybody remember what it was? What I said was, are we getting into an on-time type of situation, on-time type of situations converging with price 
And we know 458 to 462 is an important zone. So they reached the bottom end, at least of that zone. This is a monthly chart. Takes a long time to develop. But from a monthly perspective, on time type of situation, just point something out. It's very obvious. It's right on the chart. All you have to do is look. Let's find the previous high. The high is 479.98. The high from the previous candle is lower than that. So we know this is the high. So we take this candle and we're going to count them from the high to the recent low that was made. We have a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 10 candles. The low that was made into the 50-month moving average is a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Is that symmetry or is it not symmetry in an on-time type of situation? And remember what I said also a couple of times already. We're in the zone of time where we could look for a sign or signal of a trend change. Remember what I said at the end of June, July could be a big month. July is coming to a close. Did Mrs. Market... The bullish Mrs. Market do everything she needed to do to achieve whatever targets she needed to reach, 458, 459, 460, whatever that number is, internal to Mrs. Market, did she do everything in an on-time type of situation? We'll let you chew on that one for a while. Today is called a gap and crap. It's where they suck the bulls in, thinking that another leg higher is ensuing this morning, we had that delayed reaction. We talked about it yesterday on the Fed stuff. They're gapping them higher at the open. And all of a sudden, what do we have? We have a rug pull situation. What are we using as the near-term bogey on the downside? Stay above or get below. We're still using the same breakup candle low we were using before. The exact price is 450.05. Start getting below, closing below 450. You have a gap down here. You have the 20-period moving average now in between as it creeps up each and every day. And then after that, you have the former pivot high area, the last breakout, pure breakout in the sequence. So you got the gap and you have the breakup candle low. Nothing has changed from the areas on the south side or in the southbound lane that we've been discussing. So you have what to look for on the downside should they continue down into Friday. Did anybody make money today inside the numbers? Anybody make money in the live room? Why don't you post some comments under the video if that is a true statement? What did you find? What were your successes? What's going on in the live room? Let me hear about it. In fact, better yet, let the other traders hear about what's going on in the live room. Don't be shy. Post some comments. We'll take a look at inside the numbers. Remember, this morning they were gapping higher. Keep that in mind when we see what the notes say, where the trades were. It has nothing to do with where they wound up this afternoon. Wake up green as one of those delayed reactions after the Fed thing going on. The bears were being issued a pie in the face. That's up until later when the bulls got the pie in the face. They got multiple pies going on out of the oven. Big picture is... They're headed into the zone we've been discussing for several days. 458 to 462, the big fat round number in the middle. So here's the way it shapes up today. 457.70 is an important number. Right out of the chute, on the board, zero dark 30. 
457.70. Now, why is that number so important? Why would I like to emphasize that number? Keep in mind, they had a big gap up this morning. They gapped over that number. So there's a lot of space between where they were this morning in the pre-market and after the opening bell to where they closed on Wednesday night. Big space. Not so easy to pick out support inside that big space. Above 457.70, she keeps pushing. Above, obviously, 458, the next number is 460. Sometimes they come up short. Other times they spike them through. However, there should be overhead resistance up there. Above on candle closes will be handled as needed. The flip side is below 457.70, opens the door for a test of yesterday's high and then the gap, which is at 455.50 and then even lower this afternoon, but that's not the point. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work and you should actually do it. Now, I'm going to paraphrase the stuff and I'm going to condense what happened as it relates to the S&P 500, that is. You saw the number 457.70, we know the 460, So in the live room, for example, inside the numbers and the live room, I'm an interested party to take a short scalp in and around 460. The high was 459.44. They did get higher for some folks. They didn't get high enough for me. They didn't get high enough for other folks. Everybody has a different idea of what the give or take is. Some traders are willing to get in early and add. Some traders want a better price. We have something for everybody. So we did have traders in the live room that got short the Qs, that got short the S&P, up in that neck of the woods around the opening bell. They were paid accordingly. We think better in pictures. Right of the vertical is today's activity. And you can see here, 457.70. Now, they didn't come in there anytime soon. You had to have patience. We talk about it ad nauseum in the live room. You wait for the market to give you what you want. You don't jump in. You don't chase it. You don't do stupid stuff. You wait for the market to give you something that makes sense. The only number I had on the board below 460 was 457.70, and there it was. We had a trade. They gave us our base hit. We had the exit on the board. They spiked the number for the scalp with potential. 458.25 to 30 was what was said. 458.45 was the high. And then they came down and they traded in and around 457.70. Not a big trade, not a tremendous trade, but a trade nonetheless. Base hitch puts you in the Hall of Fame. You never know which ones are going to give you the rocket ride. At the time, there was no reason not to believe they couldn't make another rally attempt higher. However, once they start closing below 457.70, then the party is over until they get to the next possible place. You'll see that also from a live room perspective in real time. We discuss it and it's in the notes. Speaking of which, pause the video, read the notes, double check the work. Everything is in here, everything you need. 1009, 457.70 to 456.70. That was the support zone at that point in time. 460, overhead resistance. Everything is in here. Everything you need throughout the trading morning session. It's a morning business. We think of it in the live room like a store. Walmart, Target, whatever store you want to say. Stores open all day. When you go shopping, you don't stay there all day. You don't hang out to see what comes on sale. You go in, you get what you need, you go on to the next thing, or you go home. Market's the same way. It's primarily a morning business 90% of the time. 
You get your morning fill when the participation is in the market, the morning rush hour, the morning rush 90 minutes, whatever you want to call it, and then you go about your business. Yeah, but what about the trades in the afternoon? Most of the time, the afternoon is a floating operation. It's a chop shop formation. And most of the time, traders will have a poor track record in the afternoon versus the morning. Go check your own results. Tell me what you find. You can even see here at 1.30, below the gap at 4.55.50 is what? Is the bearer case, meaning that's the more bearish case. I'm not even giving you the numbers. That's the one where they sell them into the afternoon. No reason to try and guess and pick the numbers with limited time left in the trading day. That's the problem. What about stocks on the move? Well, we had a list of five on the board today. All five hit their entry objectives. We'll take a look at Nova, Bristol-Myers, LUV, eBay, and EW. We'll start with Nova, and we're not talking about locks. 1802-1754, you can see what happened. A lot of traders in the room just waited for 1754. Got a nice rocket ride right back to the 1802. Either way, the trade worked any way you want to look at it. The numbers work. How about BMY? Buzz cut at the open, low over here in the first candle of the day, $60.38. My number was $60.39. Just minutes later, by 10.10 a.m., they're already at a high of $62.53. A lot of participation in that one in the room and inside the numbers. Nice Whopper Jr., Whopper, stand-up double, whatever you want to call it. Nice trade. Look what happened at the end of the day. Came right back to retest the same area. The numbers work southwest love you could see in the beginning of the day here came up two pennies short of the second number went back toward the first but you could see here this was the support zone and then once they got below the second number popped back up hovered around all day long but they gave the traders scalp trades in here in the morning session about ebay Buzz cut at the open, first number worked. Here's a high of 4607. They gave you way more than the minimum required base hit. Came down to the second number, low in this candle, 4418 against my 20, gave you a base hit. Came down to the third number into the end of the day and ricocheted off the third number just for kicks. What am I going to say next? The numbers work. Of course I was. A lot of money made in EW today across the board. Live room inside the numbers. We had a little bit of a bonanza going on. First number, 85.60. You can see here, high in this candle, 86.78. There you go. See you later. Thank you, ma'am. There's a method to the madness, which is why we take the base hits around that 1% category. If they give us the rocket ride, we're happy to take it. If they stop us out on the remaining portion, if we're trying to hold a trailer, that's okay. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. You move on to the next trade. Compounding takes over over time. Look what happened at the second number. We had traders eating them up down here also. So they also got another scalp down there. Low was 8401 against 8396. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, still around the 196, but today you had one of those sign or signals of a trend change, reversal candle slash engulfing candle. You can call it anything you like. It doesn't really matter. It's the sign or signal of a trend change. Doesn't work 100% of the time, but it works a lot of the time. And that's what we'll leave it. In the daily chart of the SPY, we looked at that next support area. It was the breakup candle low, and it came in at 450.05, I believe it was. It's the same thing here. Look at this candle. The low is 193.49. 
Today's low is 193.18, but the close is above that number. So they ran the test today and they closed above it. That doesn't mean they'll close above it tomorrow. That means it was at least from an intraday perspective support. Write that down, put it on a sticky note. Doesn't work 100% of the time, it works a lot. Also, all of a sudden coming a little bit closer to home base, that's garden variety market behavior. Remember what we have in the weekly chart. Don't lose sight, even though the shorter time frame from the daily chart, for example, is in an uptrend, don't lose sight of this. High, lower high, lower high, lower high, still have a lower high until or unless they break the chain. They have not yet. That's still a downtrend. Despite the fact that they're above all the moving averages, that's fine, and that means they're free if you want to move higher, but they're still going to have to get above this pivot. And guess what? Until they do, that would break the chain. But until they do, no dice, it's lower highs. That's it. That's all you really need to know for the downtrending lower high situation. It's certainly in jeopardy, but not yet. What about the folks down at the transportation department? So check this out. Big tremendous update yesterday. Not a sign or signal of a trend change. Not an engulfing candle. Not a reversal candle. It's a retracement of yesterday's move. Remember this. They almost got there. They're in the process of maybe they come up short. Maybe they spike it through. Same routine. But that was the next place that they were trying to run a test of. Again, sometimes they don't get there. Sometimes they spike them through. Make it look like a breakout. But in all reality, that is what's been drawing the market up. The market thinks that that place is uber important and therefore will heed that information. What's going on over by the Q people? Well, check this out. Remember we talked about yesterday, only above the high of this candle, 384.10, breaks the chain, if you will, of this bearish thing going on, riding the 20-period moving average. If they closed above there, that energy gets released in the upward direction. They tried this morning, but they never were able to sustain price above. Never closing an hourly candle above, they spiked it. This is that place. The high here is 384.10, same thing. They spiked it, but they were never able to close at least an hourly candle above. So now we could say what? Obviously after the fact, but we could say what, which happens a lot of the time. They ran a test of a breakdown candle high, and that's it. They weren't able to get through. They were rejected. Sometimes they'll stick around up there. Sometimes they'll get above. But the majority of time on the first time, best time type of situation, they're not going to get above and stay above right away. How do you like them apples? Look at the flip side and check out the IWM. Same thing on the reverse thing, a support area, breakup candle low. They spiked it today, but they bounced off of it. First time, best time, not the same tomorrow. Apples, we're learning stuff. What about the financials? How about a down day? 48 cents, 1.3% or so, no big deal above the 20 period or home base moving average, coming back to check in maybe, better picture on the weekly chart, what do we see? Well, second week in a row, they're running a test of the 100 week moving average, not yet able to sustain price above, but when they did get above, where did they go? They went to run a test, at least in the neighborhood of another breakdown candle high. 
They didn't get to the top. Sometimes they don't get all the way there. Sometimes they come up short. Other times they spike them through. But so far, that's what was drawing price up. And it's not like we just noticed this this morning or yesterday. We talked about it the entire way up. What are they doing? This is what they're doing. After the fact, this is what they did. Write it down. Put it on a sticky note. See, we use these charts whether it's the XLF or what's coming up next in Smash Mouth SMH or the Qs or the transports or the spiders, whatever chart is, I'm going to find a lesson to teach you that can be applied on other charts indefinitely into the future. That's the compounding effect. It's not just the XLF we're looking at. We're looking at the chart setup. We're looking at the market, how it reacts, what it's doing. We're using that information to apply to any chart, any market, anywhere. About Smash Mouth today, still finished up, finished well off the highs. They tried to make a new high. They fell back down. Above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend. They filled a gap, tried to bust out, fell away. But there's nothing really materially wrong with the SMH. You don't have an engulfing candle. You don't have a reversal. You don't have a sign or signal of a trend change. You're above all the moving averages. You have to look at this stuff as the umpire calling balls and strikes. Sometimes we find things that we see exact same thing on another chart kind of starts to confirm what you're seeing. But then you see something else that has nothing to do with it and you say, hey, wait a minute. We have to treat each chart independent of one another and in the SMH or Philadelphia Semiconductor Index on the weekly chart is there anything materially or even a little bit wrong with this chart other than it's testing the former highs it's trying to get through have yet to be rejected that's a bullish situation until it changes it hasn't changed today it may change tomorrow it may not change tomorrow each chart independent of one another. Hey, if I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I am David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.